2: Don't quit before the miracle happens. We're the Defective Characters, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James here. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience with Step 4 Inventory in this episode 28 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go.
1: no not step four ah your favorite step and why is why is that dennis it's my favorite step because i get to look out of all the ghosts and the skeletons and the demons that are hiding in my closet and they're scary nothing all of them not all of them some of them are kind of appealing but that's scary too how about you, James? Step four, was
2: it, was it that tough?
0: I've done so many, I don't know. Um, I didn't like any of them going through them.
1: How many step fours have you done? I think five. You've done five step fours? Yes. Okay. And I've got some
0: stories about them too, and how.
1: Well, I don't want to hear your stories about them.
2: Okay, well, let's start with you. And think of those stories, okay, James, as we uh, we kick this off with Dennis. So the uh, you've only done how many how many step fours, Dennis? I've only done one step
0: for Oh, that me. makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so let's talk about that one that you've done. Uh, how long did it take you from when you started to when you did step five and, and in reading your step four to, I, I imagine, your
1: sponsor? So how long did that take? Yeah, you? I did with my sponsor. Um, I don't quite remember. I think it only took me, like, a couple of weeks, I think, because I just wanted to get it done. I didn't want to, like like it's what people will talk about like how it took them three years and in weeks to do their their fourth step because they waited and procrastinated on so long and they finally did it they just got it done a lot quicker so most of the time that people were fearing doing it took longer so i just wanted to do it to get it done to get you know i also wanted to get better and I knew that like from what people told me is doing these steps is what helps you get better so
2: yeah so from when you um first came into the program like how how many months or days did you have sober before you got to that point where you started it
1: oh I don't remember that either I, it was in my first year I would say probably like a few months like six months or something maybe somewhere between six months and a year I think maybe I, I think, but I don't remember really. Okay, I'm horrible at dates. So James, I know you
2: you said you did five four steps. So uh, it's if probably you can, five, if yeah. you can you can talk a little bit about uh, each of them. Okay, and explain like what it what it is. Like what's a four step? It's a uh, what is it searching fearless moral inventory of yourself. So you just did it. Yeah. So how how were those for you?
0: Um, well, that was the part in my recovery where I would look at the steps and I, I would go through in my head one, two, and three. Okay, I can do that. Then, when I got to step four, um, I'd have a sponsor by then. And that's when I had to really start working. And, you know, I can be lazy at times. I don't really like doing work. I'll do it, but it usually is, you know, the last thing I want to do. And I procrastinate. If my sponsor tells me I've got two weeks to get it done, 100% of the time, I wait until the day before to just do it all um, with a few of them. The last one I did, not so much. But uh, my sponsors, one of the sponsors had me write down every single person I knew on in a notebook. And then I went through um, each person and then wrote... Um, What the book told me to write, you know, if I had resentments, fears, whatnot. Uh, There's um, different parts of the four-step that I would do. Uh, But ultimately, um, for most all of my four-steps, I would always leave out one or two things. I would never admit everything. I didn't do a searching and fearless moral inventory. And I think, I believe now because of that... um, In my subconscious, I'd always end up, you know, just having it pushed down and I would ultimately drink again because I couldn't get that connection with the higher power because I was still lying to myself and lying to my sponsor. The last um, time I did a four-step, I was able to really dig deep and get all those, those things, those, you know, situations and hurtful acts, the deceit and just let another human being know exactly what I've done let god know what I've done and get it all out and um that's in that's going into the step 5 but you know once I I wrote it all down on the step 4 it was it was open for there
2: Dennis so the uh the fourth step that you did yeah the the boundaries that came up that prevented you Were there there any obstacles that you were trying to tackle when you were doing it? Anything
1: that came up that was difficult for you? Um, For me, I'm I'm basically an overthinker or whatever. So, like, you know, like, when I'm looking back at it, I want to analyze it all and, like, find out, like, what had happened, what it is, and all of this, and, like, completely overanalyze it. But my sponsor, like, gave me some good advice. He was like... You know, don't write more than like two sentences. You know what I'm saying? If you can't fit it into a tweet, then don't write it. Don't like to spend like hours writing a paragraph. Like, like get down this. You know what I'm saying? Just nice and simple and quick and quick. Get it down, get it down. He also said, don't spend so much time like through your past and trying to dig up everything you know what I'm saying if you if something's on your mind and it's there and it's like you know prevalent and up front then write it down you know don't go back and try to like look through every little thing in your past and then that way you'll get it done you don't get caught up on all these things and then um it's like if if things come up in the future then you can do it again you know what I'm saying if say something comes up that you wasn't on your fourth step that, you know, there's nothing that says you can't do that process again, whenever that new thing comes up, you know, or that old thing that you forgot about. Um So I think that was really helpful for me just by like stopping me from overthinking and getting caught on one column or one fear or one resentment or whatever, you know, I think,
2: yeah. Yeah. Talking about like the, uh, the columns, and I know there's there's different ways that everybody seems to do it, but that, that last column was the, uh, I think is pretty much the same for everybody, right? Like, what's your part in it? And I'll be honest, at first, I didn't understand um, what the fourth step was. I thought it was just people, essentially, that I hated or had resentments against, and it was really easy to put their names down what they did to me how it made me feel but that last column there was still there were some uh, some issues I had with it I was uh, let me see I started it um, before Christmas so it took me about two months to put everything down on paper and at that point I was three months sober and the biggest difficulty uh, that I had was Every time I thought I was good, my sponsor would say, I don't know, I think there's probably more that you got to actually go through. You know, so he had me for those two months continuing to look at it and every single day because I was calling him every day and I was probably talking to him on the phone. He would pick up three, four times a week at that point. He said, uh, well, just keep looking at it. Keep going through it. And I went as far back as, I think, the the oldest, like, resentment in person. I think I was four. How old were you guys, like, the, the one furthest back, Dennis?
1: I don't know. I think probably be my parents. So it's kind of like time immemorial, you know what I'm saying? Like, as long as I can remember, I had a resentment against my father. So that's probably the earliest. James?
0: Um, yeah, I would have resentments against, you know, childhood friends and stuff But it didn't really eat my lunch, if you will I was a pretty happy child um, But it went back to, you know, elementary school uh, When the kids would say mean things about me Or, you know, call me fat Just mean little stuff um, Or little poops they are Little poops indeed, Dennis My sponsor, as you know, he is um, your sponsor as well and he told me, "Yeah, when you're when you're writing your resentments, man, just get the stuff out that's really eating your lunch." He's like, "You know that little stuff, you know that, you, you know it might be bothering you, but really, like, what's bothering you? Get down to the core of it." And um, also, like you, Dennis, he told me that um, when you're writing the four step, you know, just write enough to spark your memory, because we're gonna talk about it. Uh, in the fifth step, and and I did my last fifth step was not to get off point, but it was was about nine hours, and it was it was phenomenal. And um, so he's like, just don't spend too much time writing stuff down, just enough so you know what to talk about, so you can get it off your chest, and you can move on and have a clean slate.
2: Yeah, I, I and I think um, like the the three of us. Our four steps probably looked a little little different. I, I've done two. I did my initial one with my sponsor and uh, then did my fifth step when I was four and a half months sober. And then after I had had, what was it? I guess it was just under two years sobriety when I... Um, had the sponsor that I have now, Brian, who uh, told his story in one of the first episodes. He's uh, the same guy that sponsors James right now. I did a
0: a fourth step. We call him the professor. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> we meaning uh, well. He he's not an actual professor, so he's also not in a wheelchair. You know. So if you're thinking he's X Men, like, he's not like Professor Xavier. <laughs> He, so when you hear professor, you go right to. I professor go, I X. go right there. What other professor? Can you <laughs> even name another? The, maybe the nutty one, the nutty professor. Let's <laughs> see, That's the only other there... thinking of a generic professor. College, college. Oh, I'd like one that has a degree. Not a
0: f- <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: because he's very learned. Because he he's articulate. He's very, very learned. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, Wait,
1: that's a word. By
2: that, by learned. that alone, you could tell <laughs> that our sponsor is not a real professor, because he would be appalled and probably desponty us. Is that what you call it when you fire a sponsor? just fire. Just fire.
0: Not
2: desponty. Okay. Desponsored. So, so we've learned a lot from these. Us.
1: Yeah. Ooh. It could be.
2: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I
1: got myself a monkey, so he just sits on my back and picks the lice out of my hair that's and eats it. it. That's it, huh? So I don't have to get the chemicals. I like. Delousing. I like
2: that. That's all that gets done. We're off topic. Yeah. So I mean, not really. When it comes down to it. So yes, the the professor, as we're talking I mean, isn't about is it the
1: fourth step all about delicing yourself? I thought it was lousing. Yeah, lousing
2: yourself. Yeah, lice. Delicensing. is a, a different thing. The dentist has had to go know, why through. Why do you
0: think I brought it up?
2: I know you're, you're learned it. You're so smart. So
1: not
0: as smart as professor X. <laughs> so
2: the second four step that I did with, uh, I guess the professor, it was, uh, <laughs> it was something He's now
0: known as the professor from now on, on this t- podcast.
2: It took like 90 minutes and it was just about my coworkers because, uh, they were just, they were driving me nuts and I was so unhappy. Um, that i needed to to get it out because uh my job is something where you're very close to the people that you're with and it is uh close in proximity and that you can't really escape it and you gotta actually talk about what's going on so that was it was a challenging thing but i was glad that i actually went through and did a second four step. some people don't believe in and have you guys thought about doing another one
0: no. Uh,
1: <laughs> I've thought about it for like s- particular like little things, like not a full inventory, but I don't know. I think like that's called a step 10. Well, that's what I was thinking is like the 10th step pretty much takes care of that. You know, I don't think I need to go back and like drudge up everything from the past because I don't have those resentments anymore. I don't have a lot of those fears anymore. Yeah.
0: I don't think about doing it because nothing is eating my lunch now. Like every day is a new day and, you know, if something comes up, I deal with it right then and there. So if I'm a jerk, like I I admit I'm a jerk and I turn around and and make it right however I can. And that means admitting my fault and trying my best never to do it again, you know. It doesn't need to be written down and then rehashed. If if something does come up where I need to do that, at least I do have the tools and I know how to do it now so who knows what the future holds
2: james and dennis in that order like what what did you learn about yourself and take take some time with this what did you learn about yourself uh putting it down on paper and the inventory that you did do how did that help your program after you did it
0: i i learned i had um a lot of fears a lot more fears than resentments i wasn't A very resentful person Um, but I did have a lot of fear a lot of fear of failure uh, a fear of success of not being good enough and just I don't know I was afraid of the world and my actions you know ended up you know taking the turn for the worse and just isolating from the world because I was scared and I'd stop paying bills, I'd stop reaching out, I stopped having friends, you know. And all of that was evident in, in my story as I wrote The Four Step. And that was, you know, it was sad, really. It was. I, was I, I got to see my life on paper, and it was a story, it was a sad story. But this, the good thing is, it's got a happy ending, you know. I, I'm now... I, I reached a turning point in my life about two and a half years ago and now it's, it's building up to the climax. It's great.
1: Yeah, I think, like, similar to what James said, um, when I laid it out and you're able to see it, it's a different feeling than, like, you know, you, we think we know this stuff because it, they pop up in our head or whatever, and, but once you see it laid out and organized in that sense, you, you see it a lot clearer. And for me, you know, you see patterns, you know, it's a lot of times it's these same things in these same situations, although they're different people and they look different, you start realizing that they're the same thing that you repeat over and over again. Um, And it's good to be able to see that because now you can fix it, you know, now you can do something about it. Um, Also, I learned that like probably ninety nine point nine percent of everything that I had on my list was rooted in in fear even the resentments and you know harms to others you know is it's pretty much rooted in fear and that was a that's kind of eye-opening for me you know i'm saying like i knew i was consumed by fear and stuff like that but like you kind of look at these emotions and these actions as completely separated isolated events but when you break it down they're all they all stem from a lot of the same things like insecurities, fear, financial insecurities, uh, fear of uh, relationships, of losing people or fear of uh, being harmed or, you know, and it all boils down to like, I'm a scared little boy, you know, and, and the fourth step kind of helps you see that, you know? So I just, uh,
2: while you were sharing, I just Googled some different types of people that might be on your list. Say ding if they were on yours. Father. Ding. Mother. Ding. Sister. Ding. Brother. Ding. Aunt. No, I don't think Uncle. so. So why, why do you think that is? Maybe just because people aren't like the, the secondary uh, family? doesn't
1: have the same impact they're just not around well you i much. think i think it's that i think you you know what i'm saying like when you're going through alcoholism and drug addiction and stuff like that you harm the people closest to you so who are the people closest to you your, <laughs> your siblings and your parents you see them every day you're in the same house typically they're the ones that are affected most by your actions and your parents in the parents case they are the ones who discipline you so if you're a young alcoholic and drug addict, those are the ones that are, you're getting in fights with. Those are the ones you're rebelling against. Those are the ones you're harming. So obviously, like, if my aunt and uncle, I only see him at birthday parties, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we're putting on our best mask and being nice, it doesn't have the same collateral damage of people that are right there on the front lines the whole time.
2: So how do you know you're done with a fourth step? Like, how'd you guys know that everything was, was set?
0: I wrote down my deepest, darkest secret,
2: and there was just nothing else afterwards. Because I think that's the most common question that a sponsor will have for a sponsee is, "Are you are you done? Are you sure?" Would and you then a couple of those, yeah. Is it? there anything left off of this? Yeah.
0: So once I did everything else, and you know, my pen would be like, "I don't really want to write this down on paper." Like I don't I'm taking this to the grave with me. Mm. Once I wrote that down, I was like, Okay, okay, when can I get rid of this so it's not out in the open? <laughs> um, that's when I felt I did it. And then I called my sponsor and then him. I I finished it. And of course, Are you sure you sure you got everything? It's like, I got everything. All right. Sounds good to me. <laughs>
2: So in uh, cause right now we're in Celebration, Florida, and I know around the country uh, some meetings, home groups, and such work at different ways. Do you guys know around here, like what step do you need to actually be at before you can tell your story? Do you have to be through I the think, steps?
1: Well, around here, the meetings that I go to that are speaker meetings, you, you just have to have a year of sobriety and have, have worked the steps. All of them. All of them, yeah. Step 12, yeah.
0: Okay, I've got it a little different on, um, for uh, someone I know was, had about mm, three months or two or three months. And she got a position doing service work at a rehab center. And she went every other Friday and she would go and tell her story. And I remember she was only on step four when she first started doing it. And she did this for over a year, and she was able to do it because she, her one, her sponsor gave her the commitment, and two, uh, she was able to help the people in there because she she could give them hope because they were you know in a rehab center and
1: they were just coming around. Yeah, they had less time than she did. Yeah.
0: So, so and after a while, she she doesn't do that anymore. But so it, I guess it's different wherever you go, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: When I uh, when I first got sober in Burlington, Vermont, the requirement was you had to have done a fifth step. So you had to put the paper and then tell somebody else what your fourth step was and to do that out. And I had uh, a bunch bunch of people that had like a year two years time they were kept coming up to me cuz they knew that I, would, I was doing a 90 and 90 and sometimes hitting two meetings in a day and they're like man I really want to you know have him tell his story and they're like hey whenever you do it let me know and it was a coworker of mine that brought me into the program I told her oh yeah well I'm going I'm doing my fifth step this weekend so she said oh great and then that monday she said how'd it go and i said good she said okay awesome wednesday night you're telling your story and um that was a it was a bit nerve-wracking to get to that point i had had six months sobriety but that's that's really the requirement was you could tell your story after you did your first fourth step And if I disagree with that now, it's like, I probably wasn't ready. I know it was probably all drunk log, you know, but still there is benefit to it for somebody that was brand new. There were three people in the room that had two weeks or less sobriety, you know, at that point. So, you know, it's like, like you said, it's different for every, uh, every group, you know? And you definitely, I felt most connected when I did my fourth step and fifth step. And they're kind of combined, you know, like they, they come together like that. So even though we say, you know, fourth step inventory, it's also important to actually, you know, say it to another alcoholic and continue working that, that step and not just putting it to paper and then, you know, letting it sit there. You have to... Have to do the
1: do the work. Well, then, yeah, fourth step is like a prelude to the fifth step. You know, they both they're both very important, necessary.
0: Also, um, after you're done with your fourth step, put it in a safe spot. My ex found my fourth step, and that oh, was no. uh, that was a, a whole big can of worms that I had to deal with.
2: I don't know why you kept it in her pillowcase.
0: Like that seems like that's the first place.
2: Once you hear a cr- crispy, crunchy paper
1: in there. Well, he it heard w- the concept of like hi- hide it under your nose, you know, so he, he took it literally. It's like, uh, well, that's where she lays her nose down smart, and I hide it under there. Smart, What's funny James. about
0: that is because of that, the last four step I did um, with my sponsor, our sponsor, I, I destroyed it after I was done with the fifth step. Mm. And so when it was time to go back and review it, he's like, all right, bring out your uh, four step. And I was like, I don't have it anymore. Yeah. Like, well, did I tell you to destroy it? Then that's when I had to tell him what happened. He's like, I can understand that. All right, you're gonna have to remember it from memory then. So.
2: Yeah, I lit <laughs> I lit mine on fire. You did because my, pyro, my sponsor, my sponsor told me to, and then afterwards he's like, oh. You didn't make a copy? It's like what I'm not gonna Xerox
1: like these awful things in the way I feel, bro. You know? I, I, it, I framed mine and put it on my wall. I look at it every day. No. Actually mine's in one of my many oh. notebooks somewhere in my room. I have no idea where it is. I should probably find it.
2: Yeah. You make one heck of a uh a play. It could be like Goodwill Hunting Two. Yeah. I,
1: Except a tragedy. Wow. Well, no, There's
2: well, a happy ending, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that'll, that'll work. Well, let's do this, okay? there's a lot of people that uh, might be listening right now that are thinking of starting their fourth step. So uh, let's put it into action. Go back in time to when you completed your third step and, and the action steps, as they say, get started. Action steps are what? Four, five I guess eight and nine. Five, I guess nine. I guess
1: six seven is is constant because that's yeah. turning turning your will. Uh, over. Or there's some action of reflection and prayer that are in those steps for six and seven. Yeah. So yeah. so how did you guys? Uh,
2: I guess when you started, like let's talk to the, those people that are about to start on their fourth step, or it might not even be their first fourth step. It just might be hopefully their last. Uh, One that sticks like you, James.
0: Yeah, I would, you know, just get, um, just start it. Get a pencil, get uh, a notebook and sit in a a nice quiet place and just start racking your brain. It's going to take a a few hours, but uh, you'll feel so much better once you start doing it. And um, by all means, get everything out. You know, If there's something that you don't think should be on there because you don't want anyone to know about it, get it out anyways because that's probably the thing that is causing you to drink. And for most situations, whatever you've done, whatever someone's done to you, it's it's nothing new. This earth is very old and it's been done over and over again. And once you get that out and you get it out in the open and you can get rid of it, uh, you'll you'll be a free person i I promise you
1: yeah I would suggest like um you know like you're gonna have fear, so do it in spite in spite of the fear you know it's very normal for everyone come to the fourth step to be scared of doing that. most of us spend our whole lives not looking in the mirror and really being open with ourselves so do it anyways even if you're scared of it and you know i think just do it that's the important part is do it and be completely honest with yourself because if you're able to do that and get it all out and and just do it then it's it's a combination of 4 and 5 is the most liberating steps there are you know you know i think 4 5 and 9 are probably will take so much weight off your shoulder that it's worth it the fear is going to dissipate if you're even Afraid of starting the fourth step write down that in your fear column on the fourth step And that'll help prime the waters and get you going, you know So I think it's just do it in spite of the fear in spite of everything. It, just do it. Like force yourself to do it
2: Yeah, I was um, I was told by a friend of mine who had Two and a half years sobriety when I came in he I told him. Oh, yeah, I'm on my fourth step and he's like, oh, man he's like Usually four and five, eight and nine is when people go out. Just make sure you're, you're honest with yourself. Did you guys have a, a tough time with it? Were you like, like I, I know I didn't. When I started my fourth step, I wasn't like, you know, I didn't have a case of the efforts. You know, did, did you encounter any of that? When you were starting the fourth step and doing that and actually learning
1: about yourself and your part. I don't know I don't think I had a case of the f- efforts at that point you know my effort kind of manifested in the way of effort just do it you know what I'm saying because at that point I was still you know riddled with anxiety riddled with guilt and shame and depression all the nastiness you know and so I knew like doing this going through this was a is a another step to getting rid of all that to getting all that past, us, to getting recovered to finding some kind of peace and so, yeah, I didn't... I think my mind was furthest away from a drink during that time period.
0: Um, I personally don't like writing. My hand gets cramped up. So I don't recommend this to anybody, but I did my last four-step all on um, my iPhone by audio. So I would speak it into the iPhone and it would type it for me. And it would. Um, I actually got this four-step app. Doesn't and it
1: say take pen to paper? Hey, didn't I'm follow di- the rules. That's okay. No, it's I'm sober okay. today. You're two and, and a half again, years.
0: James. So, I hope my sponsor's not listening. I I did um, everything on my phone, and I was able to email it to myself and print it all out. And it was it was actually really gorgeous. Was, he thought I typed it all out on my computer. I didn't tell him exactly what I did, but it didn't matter. It was all there, like all my thoughts. Um, So that was something I was able to do because every time I sat down with a pen and paper, I would get through one page and I would just, I would stop. I don't know what it is. It's a block in me, but I was able to overcome it by ingenuity. And I, I, if it works for you, whatever, you know, it worked for me. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do because it's not in the book. They also didn't have iPhones back then either, so huh? Yeah, huh. Huh,
1: huh, 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 huh. yeah. I got it's, you, history. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. It'll be terrible for you. Rocky.
2: So I uh, and I did almost the <laughs> exact opposite. I used a feather, and <laughs> a I dipped ink. it. Uh, yeah, On I, parchment. I dipped it in goose poop, oh, and no. uh, that's how I would Was actually. That a real thing? That's how I did it. Out. Yeah, because I couldn't. I couldn't afford ink. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No one's ever used. I okay,
2: mean, when poop, you don't have, have ink,
1: you gotta use goose poop. That's what
2: Isn't they it say. White? Huh? <laughs> they call it goop. <laughs> this, is, this is what it is. It is. It was white. It was white. But it was. It would be black tablets. Slate tablets <laughs> is what I would Slight. actually slate.
0: Slate. <laughs> so might as well chisel these. Uh, and, and
2: these uh, these by g- oil lamp at uh, night. And honestly, I think uh, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but if I didn't do a four step. I don't feel like I would actually get enjoyment out of life the way that I do today. Like it was a, a new, like I can laugh with alcoholics that have been through the steps a different way than I can with anybody else. Yeah, and I know that I attribute that to all the steps. The fourth step,
1: being definitely one of yeah. them, that's well, gone I, through. I think it's, I think the fourth step too, and we didn't mention this, so I'll throw it in. Is it's it's like think about it. As a, as growing up, you know, I, I didn't do well in school. I didn't listen to my parents. I rebelled. I did a lot of drugs and alcohol. And, you know, I wasn't taught about like these emotions and our reactions to things and our fears and stuff like that. I just wasn't ever taught that and what the fourth step did was help me to process these things you know it's a system to be able when these emotions come up that we don't know how to deal with we don't completely understand it gives us a system to process them turn them over and let them go you know what i'm saying and i think in that that helps us deal with life on life's terms as it comes up throughout throughout the rest of our lives you know and i think there's a a very important thing to like friendships and stuff when you're able to be vulnerable with people and open and honest with people and stuff like that. And I think that's where it comes from. We can talk about what we're dealing with or whatever, and then bring a laughter out of it, work through it and and process it where before out in the old world, we just yell and scream at each other or something.
2: Yeah.
0: Final thought, James. Um, Well, for most Alcoholics who come into the rooms, they get to the fourth step when they're looking at the the steps on the wall and they're like, whoa, I don't know about that one. I was definitely a person where I was just like, what? And then you think about like, what will people think if they know the truth? And the absolute truth is that most of the people in the room, when they're fully recovered, they only want the best for you there's no judgment well sometimes there's judgment but for the most part when you're when you
1: find not judgment if they're fully recovered i mean we've all done horrible shit no one's sitting there and looking at like oh my god you put that on your fourth step you're a horrible yeah that's true that's not happening yeah i guess
0: i'll rephrase that when when you find someone a sponsor that you can trust um and you can tell everything, too. They're not going to be judgmental. They'll probably, in most cases,
1: be like, that's all you got? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it? <laughs> uh, I've done worse. You know, Here's mine. <laughs> y- yeah.
0: When I was doing my fifth step with my sponsors, every when I would tell them stuff, they they would laugh and they would tell me what they did. And I was just blown away by some of the stuff that people would do. But you know, I also saw the joy in their eyes and the way they lived their life. They were happy, you know, and... You can get through this. Anyone can get through this. You just have to be honest with yourself and honest to God and with another person. Get it on paper. Get it done. Or use an app. Mm-hmm.
2: And I can honestly tell tell you uh, what the professor told me about your fourth step. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> oh no okay I'm kid- okay I'm he, kidding. Didn't, he didn't he yeah. didn't he didn't he didn't tell me all of it he just sent it to me so, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm with joking. notes in the margin <laughs> yeah and that doesn't happen like have you ever heard of i haven't and i've been around quite a few sponsors Sponsors do not tell anybody else what no is said No one
0: talks about anyone else's dirty laundry It's yeah. just we live in the moment of the day And we talk about what's going on today right. No, I don't know anything about what you did Except from your story
2: Right, isn't you that know, cra- crazy though? Because that doesn't happen in life you, you do find friends that sometimes you can tell them stuff And it's in the vault yeah. But I haven't found one sponsor that has ever regurgitated something that has been said.
0: I I am sure it's been done in the history of AA. Oh,
2: it's been around quite some time. There's a lot of fourth
1: and fifth (laughs) steps. Any organization (laughs) filled with human beings is bound not to be perfect. I Mm -hmm. mean, you
2: alone have done five fourth steps. So think about how many in the life of uh, the program of Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous and all those that have done a step four. Think about how many... Have actually been put to paper and then step fives so have been put into the air
0: so let me ask you this if you do a fourth step and then you do a fifth step and then you do another one do you have to put all the old stuff on the new one <laughs> or just the new stuff i
1: think again it goes back to kind of what my sponsor said what what is up in front of your head what yeah, is taking yeah. up what's space eating, your lunch, eating today? your lunch you know what i'm saying so if like, i
0: dealt with little tommy on the playground in fourth grade already is he really eating my lunch now
1: no. No. Yeah. yeah well, like it, if you haven't forgiven him by now, then put it down. But damn that Tommy. We, well, which which you is had why it
2: Which is why uh like I I have heard a lot of sponsors say like if you relapse mm-hmm. then okay, well then maybe the stuff that you put to paper you haven't actually worked through and there's stuff that's not. So maybe then re-put it down. But I didn't mm. I didn't do a full additional fourth step with my new sponsor when i moved to celebration i did six months after starting to work with them but outside of that i i did not you know i felt like i it wasn't necessary so um, meow. yeah that's good and the the cat meowing means uh it's time to wrap this up we should do that every week right Meow. Isn't that that's synonymous? That with, was Dennis. That wasn't a real cat. It was not a real cat. <laughs> we will be back next Thursday Aww. sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 29.
0: 29? Yeah,
2: that's where we're at next week. Pretty wow. good. Wow. Yeah. So start thinking, we're almost into the roaring 30s. Ooh. Huh?
1: Wasn't uh, it the roaring 20s?
2: Uh, yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure they roared straight through the 60s. Yeah. I right? still hear a couple of wars here or there out in the world. Yeah. I think so. Uh, As a reminder, we are the defective characters, entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, easy does it, but do it. And we'll see you next time.